It's Monday the 27th of September. My name's Rich. This is episode 226 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. And as always, I'm here with Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, buddy. Thanks very much for giving that a slight two-second pause before we started, <laughs> just to make sure we could hear each other. That was really, really good. Thank you very much for that. And I'm doing very well, especially today. Um, but before we get into why which I'm sure you guys all know by now. Um, we're going to be talking about Chelsea's defenders, Man City defenders, and amazingly, Arsenal assets. And if they are emerging as actual FPL assets or not. Um, but before we get into all that good stuff, we have an amazing guest this week, don't we, Rich? We do, we do. I'm, I'm excited for this one. Um, I wasn't excited about having to do the intro, though, but I'm going to do it just as we would for any other guest. Um, so this week's guest has played FPL since 2006, 15 seasons, 14 of them were in the top 100, 100k, 11 of them are top 50k, 8 are top 20k, 5 are top 10k, 4 are top 5k, and he came 500th as well. Um, welcome back to the podcast, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hello, mate. How you doing? Woo! Yeah, good, yeah. good. It's great to be back. to be back on for one week? I don't know. I'm excited. It's... Uh... I've missed it. You know, it's been it's been great. And uh, obviously, had uh, you know, you guys have, have had some time now to get into the YouTube and side of things. So it's, it's nice to, yeah, to come on again. Yeah, no, it's nice to have you back. And I mean, I'm sure you wanted that long, lengthy intro. I didn't realize quite how long it was to read all that out until. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm a veteran as FPL players go, mate. It's um, it's uh, it's been a big part of my life, you know, 37 years old and 15 years I've been playing uh playing FPL it's almost it's almost 50% of my life it's pretty worrying isn't it but um, it's been good fun most of the time <laughs> <laughs> that's actually wild how, how long you've been playing and it you're gonna have yeah. like that extra connection and then how how's it been you know stepping back have, have you got your Mondays back or your you know your recording nights back how's it been yeah it was it was the right decision. Um, the missus is uh, is pregnant. <gasps> Congratulations! Um, so uh, so the missus is pregnant. Um, That's and, what happens uh, when you get your Monday nights back. I know. Uh, <laughs> I was I, did, I didn't know if we could go there. I'd, I'm glad yeah. someone did. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, been been concentrating a lot on on, on the business and building the business and uh, everything post COVID and stuff. So um, yeah, been been good. But obviously, been listening to you guys every week. Um, and you've had some amazing guests on so far. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah, yeah, well, it's brilliant to have you back. And Dave's just quickly going to plug YouTube. Yeah, as always. Thank you, everyone yeah. who is always coming and listening to us uh, and watching us live. If you are here for the very first time you're watching us, um, then please stick around, subscribe. We're doing loads of stuff. We'll do ad hoc streams and that. We did a very, very fun ad hoc stream last week, didn't we, Rich? And we'll probably try and do another one very soon. Um, and for everyone who's just, you know, plodding along, listening to us well. Uh, at the gym or running or whatever on your normal podcast things, then uh, we like that you're here too. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, we do. We do. And just before we get into the game week roundup for the week, actually, I just wanted to mention something for Emma. Um, so obviously Emma's one of our patrons. She was on the on the podcast last week. Um, she's obviously been predicting the Man City lineups every week, and I believe they were 100% correct um, last week. But she's basically messaged me earlier. She's looking for 50 knowledgeable Man City fans to mm. try and help make the predictions even more accurate. Yeah. So if you can follow Emma on Twitter, it's at Jump the Wave. We'll send a tweet out as well on, on the Surgery account. 
and she's looking for 50 um, people to join a group chat basically on Twitter to try and get the predictions even better, even though they were 100% last week, which is pretty damn good, isn't it? But um, And then I think Emma's going to be looking into doing the similar for Man United and Chelsea fans, but needs some reliable predictors first and then a team, you know, to help organise the commentary and data input for those teams. So it's exciting because those, those are teams, you know, are hard to predict, particularly City and Chelsea. Um, and I think we're going to be talking about those teams quite a lot in this episode. Yeah. So we're going to that, the game week stats, first of all. So, so this week, anyway, the stats we've sorted um, by XG. So these are for the game week. We've got Mo Salah's top with 1.2. Vardy was second with 1.17, thanks to that favourable fixture against Burnley. Antonio was third with 1.15 as well. Um, I mean, Josh, were there any stats this week that, that I didn't tell you we were going to do this either, but were there any <laughs> stats that, that jumped out at you this week um, that surprised you or shocked you? Just or? having a look at them now. Um, I mean, it was Townsend, uh, I guess, was... I mean, I, I don't think it was a surprise to see him takeover and penalties but definitely um a massive massive plus to anyone who owned him bearing in mind his his price um that was that was pretty incredible i got laughed um, at i got laughed mm, at josh even mentioning about that even mentioning him was mm. was 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 wrought with uh people making fun of me and i a very very light bullying i would say yeah um, and, and then, I mean, I, I don't think many of them are, are surprising. I think probably the one player on there that I think has been flying a little bit under the radar is actually Grealish because he's not really been producing numbers in terms of goals and assists. But actually, if you look at his stats, they're pretty good. I mean, they're leading stats in terms of City attackers um, for most metrics. And for that reason, I think he's potentially going to be worth his 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 value he's obviously very nailed so far in the uh six game weeks we've had yeah um, he'd be probably the one that i pick out there as, as one that i think is an interesting topic to discuss yeah and i think we will get on to get on to him as well um so those are those are the stats of the game actually i also wanted to shout out to for Bruno, you know, he had six shots, none of them on target. Obviously, one of those was a penalty and then 10 key passes as what well. What was that penalty about? What happened? <laughs> Where was his normal run-up? Where was his normal hop, skip and a jump type? I think he was penalty, nervous because you know? Pinaldo was right behind him watching him. I think he him. was, yeah. And Martinez, I don't think Martinez helped before or obviously after like, the penalty as well. It was that, you know, he was sort of felt like he was taking a penalty where the sort of the bully in the playground was sort of watching him over his back, you know, over his shoulder. Yeah. That was, you was better that score line, this. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you better score this, mate, or else you'll be, uh, yeah, I'll ruffle you up, be on the bike sheds type thing. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't look good, did he? He didn't look confident. And then, um, yeah, Ronaldo rubbed, rubbed salt in the wound afterward with a little bit of a patronising pat on the back. Yeah, and it makes you wonder now who's going to be on penalties because I think a lot of people were so confident that Ronaldo would be on penalties, and then obviously he didn't didn't take it. But now Bruno's missed. We still haven't got a definitive answer. Like if Bruno had scored it, mm. it maybe would be easier to look at selling someone like Ronaldo. Um, but should we, should we get into our should we get into our game weeks to begin with? Um, so if if we start with yourself, Josh, how did you get on? Yeah, not too bad. Um, no fireworks here. Just a bit of a meh game week, but it's a small green arrow at the moment. Uh, 48 points. Um, it was, for me, it was a bit of a damaged imitation, really. Um, I had, obviously, um, Bamford red flagged. 
Reese James, I didn't expect to start. Um, and uh, so, so yes, obviously bench bound for bench James, who did yeah. start, but then got taken off, obviously, with the injury. Um, and rolled out what I felt was a pretty weak team, but I thought, I don't actually know who to bring in for Bamford here. So I'm better just to roll the transfer, um, take two into next week. Obviously, big Chelsea fixture swing, um, and um, and, and yeah, and, and hope that I can can get by. And, and it's actually been better than I expected. Like I said, small green arrow. Um, Sanchez to play tonight, 48 points, um, and just happy with the captaincy. Really, I went bold on Antonio. I was on him all week. Really, really, really. Lo- I just love captaining players against Leeds. Even if they don't return, you just know they're going to get opportunities. And, and, and Antonio is an XG monster that you know that against a normal lead side, he'd get opportunities both for goals and assists. He's their talisman. And, um, you know, against a team with a, with a back four of Dallas, Creswell, Cooper and Furpo, I was just licking my lips. I was like, he's, he's got, yeah. he's got, I've got to go for it with him, really. With, with that, Josh, like... Because obviously there's been a lot made of home advantage this season. So obviously you had Salah and Antonio both away from home. You didn't mm. have Ronaldo. So did that make the decision a bit easier? Because I mean, personally, I was between Ronaldo and Salah. And because of home advantage, you know, I, I went for Ronaldo. I just, so. I just felt with Salah, two things. I felt like I didn't honestly think he'd get much space against Brentford, which was completely mm. wrong. Um, purely because they play a three at the back with wing backs. Yeah, I didn't think he'd get much space. I also thought 5:30 kickoff, you know, Brentford at home against one of the biggest clubs in the league. The, you know, the, the the fans are going to be absolutely bouncing for this one, and I thought it'd be a tough away game. Um, I think everyone you know, thought that though. To be fair, Brentford have yeah, looked so good. We were talking about how good their defence is, their they XGC, were so much more stuff. open than uh, they were so much more open than I expected. I yeah. think it helped that Ethan Pinnock went off injured because. He's one of their best defenders. Yeah. Um, and really, um, yeah, it was a lot more open than I expected. Um, and I think both Salah and Antonio probably could have had way bigger hauls than they did. Um, Salah could have easily have had a hat trick. Antonio set up some good chances, had some opportunities of his own. I think he was one of the top XGI sort of uh, um for the for the game week as was Salah so mm. yeah it's a shame it wasn't more bearing in mind as well that Ronaldo came away with a pretty you know measly looking shot output for the week um but yes obviously it was it was it wasn't great going in with with no Ronaldo in my team because it was uh you know him at home at Old Trafford at any time uh is, is is you know is not nice to uh to not have in your team no I, th- I think that was my point um that if you had Ronaldo I think you'd have found it harder to, to captain Antonio and Salah. Oh, no, I'd have 100%, I'd have 100% yeah. captain Ronaldo. Yeah, so, so would I have. I but I, I, I wildcarded game week four and I chose to go without him. And yeah, play, play it's finally paid off. Get the rest in Lukaku, <laughs> play the long game, use the million to spread around the rest of my team and um, hope that uh, I didn't see too many Sayus. Uh <laughs> And it's not been too bad. Lukaku matched him game week four with the captaincy. Game week five, he scored, and game week sixty blanks. So I'm 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 at the other end now, and I feel like it was. Yeah, we've only we're only down a goal. And it's he's interesting, not on actually. At the moment, we are. Yeah, we, <laughs> I think all three of us had Lukaku captain for his brace. We didn't own Ronaldo. 
for his brace in yeah. the, in that game week. Obviously, I then changed my mind and ended up getting him. Um, but yeah, so I think we were on quite quite similar strategies. That game week, game week four, anyone who wildcarded into the threemium uh, triple up, you know, that game week absolutely smashed it because they had two two players up front, Lukaku and uh, Lukaku and Ronaldo, both braced, mm-hmm. one of which they would have likely have captained. So who, anyone who went um, threemium that in game week four, yeah, was laughing. But since then, it's been it's been fine. So um, back to long normal. may it continue, and I'll look forward to bringing in Ronaldo in uh, game week twelve or fourteen or whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Um, yeah. All right, next exactly. up is me. And uh, to be fair, like I'm just gonna go back and forth on the actual um, video. So all you podcast listeners, unfortunately, <laughs> you can't see this. But like, look how similar our teams are. The only difference, really, is um, I've got. Uh, I think you've, you've got, got Rafinha and I've got Torres, and I've got Adam Armstrong, and you have Bamford still because you haven't replaced him. All right, we both have a Chelsea defender, albeit mine is playing right now yours, yours plays and mine doesn't yeah, yeah sorry about that um but yeah and then uh i think you've got white and i've got cody and that's it um as for and that makes me feel better to be fair because i think you're an incredible manager and it just it's always nice when you see someone yeah, like right. how many times has rich went on about him and vardy and magnus galson so yeah <laughs> it just makes me feel nicer <laughs> um this week was rubbish i had 39 points one above the average, which is still nice. It's kind of, uh, it's okay. But yeah, I um I took Cody because I brought in Armstrong. We talked a lot about it and we did a wee patron pod and um, Edward was someone I wanted to bring in. He was, and I was tweeting about it. And then I decided like, I keep doing these kind of short term. I need to start buying players that are going to not get injured and play longer. And also Armstrong give me money and blah, blah, blah. So um, he was the least risky, most long-term choice. So I went with him and I don't mind that he blanked. Like it's not a hundred percent that your 6 million player is going to do well every week. But because I brought him in, I benched Cody and made sure he was second on the bench because if I've got two Southampton players, uh, Armstrong and Livermento, I should go all in, right? Just laws of averages. So I didn't get Cody off the bench, which is, uh, six points, which sucked. And then, uh, I Christensen lost his clean sheet which wasn't too good. So I'm, he's coming in for one point because Torres didn't play it yet again. And everyone keeps saying this and we were talking about it just before we started. Like Torres is going to be great in two game weeks, but then, you know, it's already been two game weeks and he, it was him or Rafina, and Rafina has been doing amazing. So yeah, I'm I'm still not convinced on Leeds, but unfortunately Rafina is their only good player and he actually is performing every week. So that's where I'm at. And uh, yeah, I, I like the Armstrong. I like the Armstrong pick. Yeah, I know you do. It's definitely a long-term <laughs> yeah. one. That's what's, you know, you, you want to make moves that, that, that last for a while, don't you? Especially you know, when we're not on wildcard anymore, do you know? That's yeah. a, I think that's exactly it. You've taken into account you've used your wildcard and gone for Armstrong. So, yeah, I, I mean, I know I kept saying to you I like it, but you know, I, ge- I genuinely do <laughs> like it. And I've also realised while we're recording, I haven't mentioned, so we're recording before the Palace game, so Palace-Brighton. Oh, yeah, and, that's happening in three, and we've 13 got, minutes. Yeah, and we've all got Sanchez in goal. So while you're on 39 points, Dave, you've still got Sanchez, who's going to save a couple of penalties. So Yeah, we've all got Sanchez, and uh, he's uh, he's. I can't believe he got more points than Sass. Crazy. It's really good. <laughs> he's got two assists of anything. Um, shall we do your team then? Yeah, we'll go with my team quickly. Now, I mean, I'm on 41 points um, with just Sanchez to play. My move... 
I'd already done it when we recorded last week, hadn't I? I bought in Alonso for Webster. Um, I'm still playing this 4-4-2. I had Ronaldo captain. Again, like I mentioned before, I captained Ronaldo because he was at home. Mm. Um, I, I don't regret getting Ronaldo in because it ended up, it meant I did Bruno Fernandes last week to Saar. And Bruno to Saar, I never expected it to cause, you know, to get that many points in. Yeah. So while it wasn't the reason I did it, it's it's worked out well. So yeah, your butterfly butterfly affected, uh, and uh, you're you're absolutely smashing it because of it. <laughs> yeah, so a, li- a little bit of luck there, but I, I like Sar. Um, I'm down to 222k. Hopefully Sanchez can boost that up a little bit tonight, but we're seeing because it seems like most people seem to own him. I think he's 66 yeah. percent effective ownership. Love really. Rank. That's yeah. still a green. If you, if you, it's still like you know, you're beating forty four percent of people or percent. Duffies and Veltmans and all this stuff. So, do you think so? Are you saying that right now? If if my goalkeeper gets any points, I'm not getting any. I'm not moving. No, you, sure you'd benefit from the clean sheet, but I don't think it'd be huge. Yeah, oh, that's, that's fine. exactly. Yeah. I just, you'll, I just need to know what I'm. You'll... Yeah. But, cheering for yeah it, it won't be huge <laughs> and then a couple of duffy goals or something could make it even even smaller I mean, it doesn't but... even matter edward is gonna get a hat trick and that's just the way the cookie crumbles that's the way the season <laughs> has been going and that's absolutely fine and I, I wish him all the best <laughs> um so yeah but, yeah that, that was my game week so we'll we get straight into the headlines so the first one is chelsea defenders Perfect. now i believe obviously, obviously everyone will know that josh supports chelsea and I believe Josh has, Josh has put together a little bit of work on the Chelsea. Should we start with the defenders? Because that seems to be, obviously, with the Luke Shaw injury, um, Ailing might be out for some people. We're not really sure. So, And a lot of people are now looking at Chelsea defenders. So do you want to start with that, Josh? Yeah, I did a bit of research, did a, a nerdy little table, if that's due to come up, I think, in a second. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. Um and really just wanted to look at each of them um, individually. Um, you know, there's there's so many different metrics that you can look at for all of these defenders. Um, and it, it depends what's important to you, really. So, you know, looking at looking at them individually, um, I didn't want to focus too much on just the attacking stats because it would be just pointless. It would be like, well, Alonso is the winner. Well, of course. So I tried to spread it out. So I looked at minutes, which is very important. Uh, XGI, which obviously takes into account both, um, you know, uh, uh, goal uh, threat and then also creativity. Um, penalty area touches, because I think it's important, um, you know, how how much chances have they got of, of, of getting goals and assists, you know, close to goal. But also it can make it a lot easier to then decide between the centre-backs if you look at Pennyero touches as in are they actually getting a touch from a corner for example um, and then BBPS which is baseline bonus points so your bonus that you accumulate before uh, goals, assists clean sheets etc um, and then what I did is I gave them uh, a rank um, as in, so one being the best and six being the worst. I didn't include Ben Chilwell, poor guy, but he's not played a single minute. <laughs> um, so I, um, yeah, I've ranked them. And so basically, the 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 the, the player with the lowest number uh, is 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 the best uh, overall. So yeah, essentially, um, I just thought it was an interesting way of looking at it. Um, uh, Alonso has obviously, you know, come out on top. 
is no real surprise. Um, he is obviously being nailed in terms of minutes so far. Do you think um, that will continue? Just to stop with, like, to go into Alonso a little bit. Mm, do you think mm. he will continue being nailed? Obviously, there's Champions League midweek, which might give I us think some more he info. Is very, very, very high risk, high reward. Um, I think that was three varies, Rich. I thought you were going to say very, very, very nailed. You really <laughs> no, thought that was yeah. no, no, then no. I was disappointed. So very, <laughs> very, very high at, risk, high reward. I look at Alonso, and this has always been the case with Alonso under Tuchel, under Lampard, under Conte, whoever. He is a very high risk, high reward player. He's a little bit like Mar. He's the Mares of the defender world, if you get what I mean. Is in like you know that his points per ninety, points per minute, call it what you want, is probably the best amongst all defenders, right? Potentially up there, even as good as or better than Trent. If he played 38 games and Trent played 38 games, you, you, you'd be like, well, he can base, he could pretty he's, much match. He's Trent. got a lot more goal threat, doesn't he, than Trent? Yeah. Like he's going to yeah. score goals. Exactly. Um, and he camps out in the box. This season, he's taking obviously direct free kicks. He's on corners. I mean, this he's, he's getting up there with Lukaku at times depending on what formation we're playing. So, yeah, he's he's absolutely incredible. But Ben Chilwell is Ben Chilwell. I mean, he, he he's he's, a, he's an incredible left wing back. You know, he played in the team that won, uh, that, that won us the Champions League final. That's not going to get forgotten. I think that there's an issue with him in, in a couple of ways. I think, one, he obviously, which is quite widely documented, um, has had a bit of a issue with not with going to the Euros and not playing a single minute. But the other thing is I don't think that Tuchel is too happy that he went on an extended holiday after the Euros. As in, there's certain players that needed a break because they played so many minutes, the likes of Mount, Grealish, etc. But I don't think that Chilwell needed that. I think he probably should have probably have, you know, come back a bit sooner and cracked on really so I think that yes it's Alonso's shirt to lose but if I'm honest with you I think it's a bit of a ticking clock until when Chilwell plays some part however I do think that what's great with Alonso over James for example is that he should be more of a 90 or zero whereas as we know from our experience with Reese James he loves a cameo or Tuchel loves to bring him on for a cameo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With For me, I mean, that's why I went Alonso. Like, looking at the stats you put together here, you know, where he's got penalty area touches of 15. Mm. Um, I mean, that that's that's crazy. I mean, obviously, you've got after that Azbilicueta on 11 and then Reese James on, on 10. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty good. I was surprised Rudiger was so low. Like what, with just Pena four penalty touches. touches. Yeah, because it felt like he's been getting forward a lot more. Like when you watching him play both in the league and Champions League as well. But maybe, and maybe also not. how Thiago Silva's penalty area touches were higher than Rudiger's mm. on and Christensen's like, combined. Half minutes, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Christensen's not zero. So, yeah, it's all about what metrics are important to you, right? So, obviously, you know, the most nailed defender is, yeah, is Rudiger, like 100%. And and the reason why he's the most nailed for us is not just because he's one of Tuchel's favourites, mm-hmm. um, but there's not really anyone else that plays left centre-back. We don't really have anyone else 
who plays that position. Yes, there could be people that can, you know, fill in there, but there's no one that is naturally going to play there. And that, I think, is is the main reason why he plays every game. Was it, um, was it Zuma playing left centre-back last season? I'm not entirely sure. Um, Zuma, but... and you had... Because Rudiger, Rudiger obviously got in the team at the expense of Zuma, didn't he? Um, mid Midway last season, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, but I think also we obviously switched formations and 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 went and went with three at the back, which Lampard flirted with, but never really did a great deal of. Mm. Um, so yeah. So so he's he's definitely the most nailed. Um, obviously, from an attacking perspective, um, you know, it, it is Alonso, but there's a risk. Um, I think that um, you know, I think Aspi Aspilicueta is is great. In yes, occasionally he's a little bit more expensive, but I think he offers you a little bit of everything. As in, he's he, you know he's nailed. He's arguably as nailed as Rudiger. Um, he's offers you a bit more attacking threat than Rudiger, particularly if James is out. He's, he should play not every game at right wing back because I think Hudson Odoi will play a little bit, but he should play some games at right wing back. Mm. As you can see with his touches in the box, they're they're higher than I expected them to be. He's good on bonus. So he offers you a bit of everything. Um, Thiago Silva for me is a no. Just don't. I mean, he did, just is, he's 37 next month. I just think, said that. I wouldn't be going anywhere near it. He's uh, so not good to at mention, bonus. And he does get quite a lot of you know penalty area touches considering his lack of minutes. Because he's not been fully fit, has he? And he, that's why he didn't start the other day, is what I read. Yeah. I think the thing is as well is, is, is the other reason is he's still going away with Brazil. And we we don't want we want as little amount of South American players as possible at the moment because they're just a bit of a headache. Rafinha is worth it because of his price, but I wouldn't be wanting to invest in no, him. No, it's a good it's a good point you make on the whole Brazil situation actually. Yeah, so it would eliminate him. And then James finally is he's my my boy. He's like my favourite Chelsea player these days. Um, I think he's such an incredible player. Um, but he's probably not, it's not a fair reflection on him, this table, because he's played 188 minutes. So he didn't, he was rested game week one, yeah. smashed it game week two with a goal and assist and three bonus points and a clean sheet. Um, then got sent off game week three, suspended game week four, benched game week five, injured game week six. But I mean, you look at him, 1.25 XGI. In 188 minutes, so 100, so 1.23 uh, in in 188 minutes, and and, and Alonso is 1.68 in 535 minutes. I mean, James is, yeah, James is for me. Uh, you know, he's not probably quite up there with Alonso, but he's not far off, and he's got he's got lesser competition for that spot than mm. Alonso has on the other side. But he's injured, so he. Right now, he's not really a factor to consider so, uh, unless we get a surprise that he's, you know, better than we expected. Back. I have a few questions. So first first question, and probably the, the, most, uh, the, the most concerning for me, is that how worried do I need to be as a Christensen owner? Because obviously there's going to be so great. many people. You think he's great? Everyone's got their own merits, right? Alonso the, is the attacking god. Of, of them all, right? By a mile, especially now Reese James is out. By a mile, he's the most attacking one. Yeah. You know, Aspie's a good all rounder, but a little bit more expensive. Rudiger's the most nailed. 
and Christensen's the cheap guy. But <laughs> Christensen is, for me, he's a brilliant pick. Rudiger's going to go up in price tonight. Rudiger's going to go up to 5.7 tonight. So Christensen is 0.7 cheaper than him from tomorrow. And there isn't that much in it. Okay, so he's got four penalty area touches versus Christensen zero. So would you say but, Christensen's like nailed enough that you shouldn't be worried about the the starts then? I think if you've got a good defender, four or five defender or Livramento, who can sit there as first sub and someone that's got good fixtures. So we were chatting pre-pod, Rich has got like Cody Ailing, I've got White, Livramento. These sorts of guys have all got great fixtures. They're all cheap and they can all cover those times when Christensen will get inevitably benched. Um, But you look at BPS, uh, he's on 76, um, Rudiger's Mm -hmm. on 69. So he's actually, you know, better better than Rudiger so far this season on bonus. Um, And Alonso. Just wanted to say that, Rich. (laughs) So he's, he's, you know, he's got his merits. And... There is something else as well, which it is, you know, Thiago Silva goes away with Brazil um, uh, for, for the international break, comes back game week eight, I think plays 24 hours before against Uruguay or something like that. Yeah. So the chance of him even getting back to London before the game are slim, playing a very slim. Um, so you'd say Christensen should be nailed game week eight. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I can't predict what's going to happen this game week coming, but I think he's a great he's a great option. Could, could you get a... something weird? Because like with, I mean, you could have Hudson Odoi playing at right back, which means Azpilicueta playing centre back. Is there risk? Because actually, looking at the work you put together there, I, I agree. Christensen's got better bonus. The, mm-hmm. I know Rudiger's had four touches in the box, but his XGI isn't actually that much better than Christensen. No. Um, and when I think of Christensen, I know people say he hasn't got attacking threat. But he almost scored the other day for Chelsea. And I always think of that goal he scored against Russia in the Euros. Like, absolute yeah. thunder, you know, thunder blaster. I was going to say something else. <laughs> um, you've actually got me quite tempted with Christensen now. But I guess, I guess something I would say is if someone had Alonso, that's someone being me, and then they might look at bringing in Christensen, yeah, there is a little risk there that they yeah. you could end up with no, no Chelsea defender. You could. But for one week when they might not keep a clean sheet. It's five fixtures yeah. as well. It's five it's true. fixtures. It's true. And is, I guess that well, money right, could the, use elsewhere as well. Because you the, could, if you got Asba Laqueta and Rudiger to be safe, it's it's a lot of money. It's yeah. very dull as I well. I think the best. It's very dull. And I, 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 I'm not, <laughs> listen, the, the, there'll be people that go out there and get Asba Laqueta and Rudiger um, who potentially for the next five game weeks, uh, seven to 11, isn't it? Seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah, 10, 11, could get, could get, you know, two lots of five clean sheets every, every, yeah. um, every game week. Wonderful. Um, and they guaranteed those points and then Liberty be, be, you know, a bonus point or two in there as P may get an assist, but I don't know. I'm always one that wants to chase the, chase the 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 more attacking premium defenders and you know i think the thing with rudiger is the higher and higher his price goes before friday when i need to make my transfers because i need information on the players i've got who are flagged the less and less attractive he becomes so he's going to be five seven in the morning and then 
potentially could reach 5'8 by Friday. Who knows? And then I'm like, I really want to play 5'8 for a guy who's really, his ceiling most weeks is, what, seven with a bonus? Yeah. By that point, he's 0.3 away from Diaz. Christensen is a gift. Cancelo. Christensen at five million for the best defense in the league, or, or second if we look at Man City at the moment. I mean, statistically, Chelsea aren't the best defense in the league, but you have to bear in mind we were down to ten men against Liverpool yeah. for a whole half. That's where our XGC XGC has been smashed because they had loads of shots on goal. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I want you to come on all the time because you have made me so so much more <laughs> happy with Christensen than I ever thought I would be I thought you were going to come on and be like nah mate he's no end like I, I don't know why you did that you've been but... panicking over Christensen after being he was in his bench once to be fair but no, I know. Agree, cause... But the I... thing is as well like Tuchel's really high on him at the moment and you've got to think like Same. Moving, forward <laughs> as a, moving forward as a team as Piliqueta is getting older, Thiago's 37 next month. Yeah. Like, we've got to bring, you know, even Alonso's getting on a bit. Like, we've got to, you know, bleed these guys in now so that, you know, we, we you know, Tuchel's, are here, Tuchel's here to stay. So the players like Christensen's, the Jameses, you know, we, we, we need these guys um, to be playing and, yeah. and, and, and growing with the team. Um, I, I think... You know there is there is plenty of options in the Chelsea defenders, and you may get it right, you may get it wrong, but I think you just got to pick your players, um, and and stick with them for the run, and not chop and change because oh god, Rudiger scored last week, or oh my god, Aspilicueta played right wing back and got an assist and three bonus points. Like just get on who you want to get on because of your budget <laughs> or the sort of game you like to play. Stick with them and ride the roller coaster. You know. I was just thinking because I I almost did something you just described the other week. So when I got I got Alonso on the Sunday night after obviously he got the assist he almost scored that was the Tottenham game wasn't it? And I was just I was like waiting for the game to end and then Rudiger scored and I had this like five minute period where I was like panicking a bit like oh maybe instead of getting Alonso I should get Rudiger. And then obviously once I calmed down a bit I just you know looked at the stats and was like I have to get Alonso. But it's funny, isn't it? Because there was lots of things last year, like John Stones kept scoring, and I didn't own John Stones. I had Cancelo, mm, and yeah. it's a completely irrational thing. But what I would hate is to go for Alonso and Christensen, and then Rudiger goes on like this John Stones style run, you know, where you get like a brace, just some random centre back brace, and everyone seems to have them, and you're sat there with like Christensen because you paid, because you were so tight and paid as little as possible. Yeah, but like you say, it's, it's not or rational, the other way around. It? Or Christensen gets the brace and he you pay seven more for Rudiger. Yeah, that's ask. what happened last last year. That would but, be I mean, sweeter. <laughs> John Stones is an amazing threat from set pieces, and we also don't have Kevin De Bruyne. We did, but um, Jose Mourinho decided that he wasn't good enough for us and yeah. sold him. So. Yeah, that's happened a lot. To be fair, though, you guys must be used to that by now. Salah, the way, yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, players. Salah, Lukaku. <laughs> Um, yeah. hey, you got him back though. Yeah. I mean, you lost your yeah, profit. Yeah. you lost hey, your profits. Million. Yeah, <laughs> but but anyway, um, let's move on then. Um, ah, oh, uh, goalkeeper. Someone asked in the chat, um, about Mendy. Do you do you think that he's worth it in any capacity? No, no, I didn't think so. No. All right, I just, I just, uh, I mean, this Moving season, on. I think we've got a couple of decent options at four or five. We've got Sanchez, Ramsdale's emerging now. 
Um, and I just think there'll be some weeks you'll get smug about it and you'll go, oh, yeah, lovely, Mendy, you know, um, he's, he's made a few saves and got some bonus points. He's come away with an eight or a nine, whatever. But most weeks... Yeah, it's going to be, be as similar. With, that, sa- with that Saar getting the assist, I know I know assist for a goalkeeper is rare, but it does show how, you know, just goalkeepers can put up the most random points. You know, you get penalty saves, all this stuff. So paying more does not always mean you're going to get more points. No, like and, the defenders. and the other thing is, apart from that crazy penalty that Aguero took last season, um, Mendy has got one of the worst penalty save records amongst all goalkeepers. That's so <laughs> you, can't, you can't get him expecting that, you know. You want a penalty yeah. save, you know, there's Pickford, there's Pope, there's Martinez, there's plenty that actually yeah. I'd still uh, go with Cruel if I was gonna if, uh, to pick any goalkeeper in the Premier League for sure. Yeah. Um all right, so midfielders. That is a minefield. We don't you know, we've got what is it? Seven minutes or something till the piss break. But and we don't really need to go through strikers because there's only one, and everyone's going to have them, and that's fine. Um, but for midfielders, is there much to talk about? I think Mount is going under the radar, and I really love the fact that obviously I don't love the fact that we lost to City because obviously it was a big game for us. But from an FPL perspective, I love that we now need Mount more than we thought we did. Yeah, like it shows that how, how versatile and and, yeah. and, and, tr- and important he is. Yeah, and he's dropping in price tonight to 7-3. Um, and I think that it's, you know, he's the link guy between the midfield and the, and the, and the attack. Yeah. And he provides something that no one else in our squad provides. He's a Tuchel favourite. And, um, yeah, I think he's he's flying under the radar. And... You know, there are those fixtures, which I think there's one in game week nine, I think it is, when we've got Norwich at home. Now, you could you could go to Norwich at home and you could sit there with Lukaku, you know, Christensen and Rudiger. Mm. Now, you know, yeah, great. you're going to get Lukaku's points and two sixes at the back. Whoop, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> or you could go in there and we roast them 4-0 and you come out with... Lukaku's points and a goal and assist for Mount. Does that not sound way more exciting? I mean, um, I just yeah, don't but... see it. I'd rather because I was thinking I was comparing Alonso to Mount the other other week when I did my transfer. I just think I actually think if Alonso played every game, Mount played every game. Funny enough, Mount's only played ninety minutes twice in the league this year. Mm. Alonso's got more attacking threat in my eyes than Mason Mount. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you, but it's just about minutes. Whereas yeah. Alonso's is fine so far. But would then you, Mount's is not fine. I was going to say, would you say Mount was nailed, yeah, right? We just... he's, he's... Sorry, say, Sorry, say, I was was... say really quickly, he, he, was in, he was injured last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played 45 against Spurs because Tuchel wanted to change shape. Um, and I think apart from that, oh, and he got rested against Villa after the international break. So, yeah, it's not ideal. But, you know, we we are talking about um, you know, uh, Alonso, who has been, he's like Cancelo this season. He's unexpectedly yeah. nailed every game. And for me, I think Mount, you know, there will be, there will be one of those five fixtures where we, where we concede a sloppy goal. 
it will happen 100 percent. there's no i i, I might be, might happen but i'd be surprised if we get five back-to-back clean sheets without anyone scoring some little crappy goal or a losing conceding a pen or whatever like yeah. it's is likely to happen and those moments could be potentially smug when we go to go and play Brentford away and we beat them 3-1. I think you know my I mean? my problem with Mount is say say he's nailed, right, and he's gonna play ninety eight and not even taking into consideration that, you know, if the manager decides that he wants to change shape, then it's Mount who comes off. Like I don't I don't like that, the sound of that. Um but good point. Um if Christensen and Rudiger are 0.7 million difference, you know, maybe potentially 0.8 by Friday, like we talked about. And Christensen is a bit of a gift in terms of, you know, those times where he will be benched and will be few and far between. So it's worth the saving. Alonso and Mount are, what, a million different, maybe? 1.5. And Alonso, for those times that he's going to get benched, yeah it's so much worth it it's kind of it's almost the exact same no, situation it is, yeah, yeah. It is. and um and, and i think the only other thing that i would say is that it's about what you can do with those other spots in your team right now at mount's price is not really a great deal of competition in terms of those seven five you know greenwood's gone off the radar so's torres Jota's not going to be in favour as much now. Firmino's back. Yeah. Yes, there's some good good players underneath performing. The Sars, the Decores, the Greys, but in general, you know. Whereas if you look at defenders, you could go. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll have Trent, one Man City, one Chelsea. Whereas in midfield, yeah, that's true. You could you could you know what I mean if so you, you double you, up in if you double yeah, up in you could say, say defence. Diaz or Cancelo with Mount as opposed to two Chelsea defenders and I can't get to Mount. Makes sense. I don't want to offend Mount because I do like him. I'd almost rather, even if Mount was nailed, which he's not been recently, I know he's injured at the moment, um, I'd almost rather have Jota as a minute's risk than 90-minute Mason Mount. Like I actually, I feel like someone like Jota is so much more explosive than than Mason Mount. Oh yeah, he is. I mean, his his his, his XG and um, you know his his stats are, the, the, are, are that of a premium, aren't they? Really? Yeah. He's like and that's Antonio, why I'm keen to go. He's to like the Antonio defense. in that sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you probably said, you know, go with three right now, you're on a wild card. I think the three would probably be Alonso, Rudiger, and Lukaku, because you've then got you've got the big man up front. You've got you've got. Um, Alonso for the for the sort of uh, the fun upside, yeah. And then you've got Rudiger for the nailed. So, like you said, Rich, you know, you're never missing out on that clean sheet because he is the most nailed. He is the one that's going to play every single week. Yeah, that was something I experienced a lot last season with my triple Chelsea defense. Was that Chelsea would keep clean sheets, but I wasn't getting the points, and it's it's really frustrating when you've you know you've picked picked a certain team. Oh, they're going to get clean sheets, and then you don't get them because you picked the wrong players um, what will be um very interesting with alonso is if he gets called up by spain because he's been playing very well and he has been in the spain team before i don't think he went to the euros um but if he got called up by spain and chillwell doesn't get called up by england that would be a curveball because chillwell wasn't in the last Ooh. England squad. i because... thought chillwell was in the england squad 
not in the last one, I don't think, because I don't think he was 100% there fitness-wise and whatnot. I would I absolutely love was. it if Alonso got dropped because and of that. That's the this, only... is pu- this is pure speculation now. No, no, no of course. I'm saying it's, it's, it's a good thing to keep an eye on. It's a hypothetical in... if Alonso gets called up and chill. You'll know, you'll know this week before the deadline. You'll know this week before the deadline if, if Alonso is in the Spain squad, and I don't think he will be because he hasn't been in the previous ones. Under yeah. um... It'd be a bit of a weird weird addition at his age to start calling up. He deserves it, though, to be fair. He has been playing yeah, exceptionally been playing well. well. though, like, you know. It's, it's never um, too late to score for your country, Rich. But that's that's the only thing I, I, I you know it's good to keep an eye on before making those transfers at the end of the week. That's true. Shinjoy in the chat said Alba is the vice captain for Spain. So, but it doesn't mean he won't be called up as you know a bench player or whatever. But um, uh, we are at forty five minutes at half time. Um, shall we go for a wee piss break? We'll come back. Yeah, we're going for the piss break, and then we'll go through some Man, Man City defenders. So maybe compare the Chelsea ones to Man City. We're going to cover the Arsenal assets, and we've got loads of questions as well. So a lot to come in the second half. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. Welcome back. And we'll go straight on to our next headline. So we've obviously just discussed Chelsea, but Man City, despite having the Liverpool game this week, after that do have a pretty nice favourable run of fixtures. Um, so there's a lot of people looking at City defenders um, who've had much better underlying stats, defensively anyway, than, than Chelsea. Um, so Josh, if we start with you, I mean, are you looking at a City defender and where do you you know rank them compared to the Chelsea defenders? Yeah, I think um, obviously they're a little bit more expensive than most of the Chelsea defenders. Yes. Um, and yeah, from a from a stats perspective, they're better at the moment, of course. But I still think, if I'm honest with you, I still think Chelsea keep more clean sheets this season than City. Um, and I think it's just another situation like you've got with Rudy and Alonso, really. It's Diaz versus Cancelo. What's your appetite for risk? You know, right now it looks it looks great because Cancelo's starting every game, but it's inevitable that Zinchenko is going to play uh, a fair part in the season. You know, Laporte can play left back if he needs to. Ake can play left back if he needs to. You know, he's inevitably going to get some rest, um, and um, it's about whether you want to go in with with him or whether you want to go. Uh, nice and comfortable with Diaz and not have to check the team sheet each week. We did a little comparison. Um, I think for people watching, um, Dave will pop it on screen, but we did a comparison between Alonso and Cancelo. Um, just out of interest, because obviously they're the two most attacking assets. And of course, Cancelo is 0.2 at the time of recording more more expensive. Um, but it was it was quite interesting um, look at, looking at these stats because... I mean, through balls and final third passes, Cancelo absolutely dominates, including the hub's expected points. And I should say, these will come from Fantasy Football Hub. So if you want to sign up, a link will be in the description um, to do that with a nice little discount for you. Um, but what, what do you make of these, Dave? Um, the comparisons between Cancelo and Alonso. Which one you know, would, you, would you go for? 
Um, well, I'm biased because I've already got like a, a potentially can be benched at any time defender. But if I didn't say I had both Diaz yeah. and I had um, Rudiger, right, which the kind of same similar player, um, which one would I would I probably punt on? It would probably be Alonso just because of the fixtures. I think it's 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 difficult because they're you know they're both decent, um, and I think that if if Alonso immediately got dropped or if, if something happened, then I would have no problem switching. I'm probably, as a as a non-biased person, I would want both of them. Um, and I'm probably going to... Greedy. I'm going to do... I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to try and do that. But the, the issue is that, like, if they're both the exact same and they both have been playing very well and they're both very attacking and, you know, they both have kind of the similar risk to them, uh, at least it feels like... Um, then you go with the one with the best fixtures. And yeah, Alonso and defense even too. Chelsea's defense, like it's not like when Alonso goes up, he's leaving the defense exposed or anything. Their defense looks absolutely amazing. And the stats agree. Whereas, you know, City have been getting those annoying little goals happening. I know they didn't, you know, against Chelsea, but yeah, by and large, they haven't really been keeping that many clean sheets over Chelsea. In fact, it's the opposite. So yeah, Alonso for sure. We touched on that a little bit earlier when we said that Alonso, you know, if he played every game, would possibly outscore Trent because he'd score more goals. Mm. And this comparison really does highlight that, actually, because when you look at shots in the box, we've got Alonso with six, whereas um, Cancelo's only had two shots in the box. Mm. So it really is the the creative stuff, um, you know, where you might go for Cancelo a bit more. Do you know um, what I was I was going to say actually, the creative side of things um i had a look at some stats earlier in that he's not cancello's stats are a bit weird so far this season so i had a look at um uh, some stats and goal attempts uh he was fourth amongst all defenders which was which is good really good mm-hmm. um shots in the box he was 29th um as you just mentioned he's only had two Penalty error touches, he was first amongst some others, but he was first, which is really good. Mm. Chances created, he's 13th, um, Cancelo, um, with six. So he's actually only created one chance per game week so far. Bearing in mind, he's played, I think he's played every minute so far. Um, big chances created, he's only done, he's only created one. Um, so it, it, he's got some funny stats really to be mm. first for penalty area touches or with 16 penalty area touches but then only two shots in the box it doesn't really make any sense and then equally to be first with penalty area touches 16 but I've only created six chances and only one of them was a big chance again it's a bit bizarre really i wonder if it's because of how city play um if why that's happened because when you like like i mentioned before with the final third passes you've got 170 for cancello over this over the season whereas alonso's only got 76 yeah mm. so it may be something more to do you know they're just tapping it around um and that I inevitably he gets a couple of him. little t- penalty box touches on the edge mm. of that i guess you'd have to look at heat maps really but he might have a lot of ones on the edge back playing left back than right back i mean if you remember last season when they were playing the sort of lopsided formation where essentially he he'd play right back and then 
would essentially join the midfield in possession and then you'd have the three yeah. that would sort of spread out across the back. He, that was just incredible. And he was like, and that's almost what Trent's been doing recently until um, Harvey Elliott got injured um, and not so much anymore at the moment. But yeah, I think left back, he's not quite what he is at right back, Cancelo, but he's still great. And I personally think it's a tough call this week because you know you could argue going for him and Alonso but if you're going to go for one this week is difficult because this is the start of Chelsea's run yeah but then next week you could be sat there going oh I wish I'd have had to Cancelo actually because now it's the start of City's run so it's a tough one and then equally you could say well do you want to get both of them because they are both you know uh rotation risks you know and if you have too many of them in your team then you know you, you know it can can cause some issues. What the stats there said to me, because I, I, to be honest, I wasn't all over the stats. Um, but what they say to me is that there isn't much reason to go Cancelo over Alonso right now, um, because you know if you take if you take the risk at face value and say that right now, as far as we know, they're not really that risky because they've both been playing a lot of minutes. Um, the the Cancelo is on no I don't think he takes any corners or anything like Alonso is doing free kicks he's taking corners he's been playing loads um and even though you know there's more through balls for Cancelo there like Alonso has double the amount of crosses Alonso gets up at corners as well yeah there's there's there's, there's, he's scored quite a few he's been taking them as well yeah yeah there is that but I mean, if he if he wasn't taking a corner because it was James or Mount or whatever, yeah. he's up and he's scored headers from corners. Cancelo doesn't even go up at corners. Nah, because he's, he's doing that, the defensive thing. I I, I just think that we might be thing. overlooking or not overlooking. We just may be like making this over overly complicated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The thing for me is there is a humongous difference between Alonso and Rudiger in terms of what you're getting for your money. If both players were nailed, right? Mm-hmm. there's not that much difference between Cancelo and Diaz. Yeah. In terms of actually, if you look at what Cancelo brings you, yeah, he's got some nice stats, but they're not like a country mile ahead of Diaz. Diaz is actually creating similar level of chances, weirdly enough. I don't know how and where from, but he is. His um, baseline bonus is the same as Cancelo's. Um, he will have shots and they probably will be of better quality because they're, they're you know, he's up at corners. Um, so I don't, yeah, I think that Diaz and Cancelo is, is a little, little difference and, and Alonso and Rudiger is a huge difference. But it's, it's as simple as that the threat to Cancelo's spot at left back is probably slightly less than it is to Alonso. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think I definitely agree that... The, not, not massively, because Zinchenko is still a factor. I feel like you know, the risk is high enough that the 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 decision to go those players will be the exact same, and we've talked about it already, which is just make sure you've got someone on the bench. Like, don't, yeah. don't pick these players if your bench is absolutely honking. And I would say that Cancelo is more likely to get a cameo than Alonso. There, there, well. is, a, there is a third option. And that would be if you if you were looking to wait a week, maybe wildcard in next week, or or you've not used your wildcard, you could punt on Laporte. Because yeah. I know Stones is now back in training, but that that is the third option. Because obviously Chelsea have got these cheaper ones. You've got like Christensen. So if we assume that 
maybe see what happens with Laporte this week against Liverpool. He he's option three, especially if someone's not, you know, someone like myself. Because City's fixtures, they're good. They've got like three good ones after this one, where you'll probably want mm. the City defender. So going short term on someone like Laporte instead of doing a big hit or shoehorning all these, you know, six million pound players in defence, that's yeah. that's option three. It and is the it's same awesome. price. At the same price. Would you look at Carl Walker? No, just purely. He doesn't well, really. The... He doesn't really offer a great deal from an attacking threat. But I, I you haven't. Could, you could say he's arguably more. You could say he's arguably more nailed than Laporte, and he's the same price. This is actually so interesting how similar these teams are in the assets. Like it's like the Brady bunch, you know, when yeah. you've got Asblaquita and uh, Walker, and you've got the the cheapies Christensen versus Laporte, and then you've yeah. got um, Diaz and Rudiger as like the staunch guys in the center, and then you've got like these left backs who are like the wild cards, that are super risky, super rewardy. Um, I think that's amazing. I I think the ultimate thing, like just from a risk point of view. Um, would be to have one non-risky Rudiger or Diaz, mm. and then the next one can either I be agree. depending on Alonso your Cancelo. can be Alonso Cancelo, and then yeah. if you want a third one, then it's gonna have to be a cheapy either Christensen or Le- Laporte. Just quickly there, Laporte. This is what I thought before I checked. Laporte absolutely destroys Walker for sh- for stats, like shots in the box, oh, yeah, shots no, on target, shots. I know he does, but he's got he's Walker's got less competition at right back than Laporte's got at centre back. Yeah, Laporte's got Stones, Ake. Um, Ake's got a threat. He's got, <laughs> he's got Stones. He's got Stones. Stones is the only one. So, Walker's like I said, it would be a short term thing ahead of wild card. Walker's but I think there is a third option. Plays Cancelo and Zinchenko, which is. You know, how often will that happen? You know, you are right, though. It is a third option, though, Rich. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's the way. I mean, it all depends on your team, doesn't it? But I don't have a way to squeeze in a Man City defender if I then go for a second Chelsea defender. The only way I could possibly do it is, and if people are looking for sure replacements as well, like again, we don't have to do it this week anyway because they're playing Liverpool. Yeah, oh yeah. no, completely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. But I mean, Cancelo's already option. gone up in price, Cancelo's already gone up in price, and he might go up again, but. I just wouldn't bother. And I know you could argue, well, but he's just got 12 points against Chelsea. But I, we are nowhere near. lucky assist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't really an assist. It was, it was a fantasy assist. Wasn't it, it was, it? It was such a lucky assist. They took it off the, him for a little bit, didn't they? Um, <laughs> so uh, Johnny Glenn in the actual chat uh, has said, uh, Kinsella will sometimes play right back with Zinchenko at left back, which is something we didn't consider in the argument. Um is that Alonso, you know, if he's if he's not playing left back, he's not playing. Whereas yeah, there would... is a life uh for Cancelo on the yeah. other side. It's, it's just as a small Walker small can't play both sides, Zinchenko point. can't play both sides. You know, he's yeah. got he's good he's got though he's got two up two sides that he can play. But yeah, I think um personally, you know, from a defender perspective, Rich, you know said about going for two Chelsea defenders, you know, I think one of each is nice. And I'm not normally like that. Normally, I'd yeah. like put my eggs all in one basket. But right now, you've got two equally incredible defensive teams. Yeah. And you can go with one of each or all your eggs in Chelsea or all your eggs in Man City. But if you can't get to six million, if you can't get to six million, you've got two options. As in, you can't get to six million with both of them. You've either got to go two Chelsea defenders or you've got to go a Chelsea defender and like Laporte or Walker or yeah. one, of the, one of the cheaper ones and take a bit of a risk. Yeah, you've got to go two if Chelsea If you've got the bench defense. to cover it. You gotta go two Chelsea defenders. I'd, you, I'd, like I'd you rather, say, have you'd rather go Alonso and Rudiger than three or than four games. Or and I'd rather have Laporte and risk it than do a hit to get like Cancelo and downgrade someone else somewhere yeah. else. But no, it, I agree. Yeah, 
but we better move on because we're, we're running out of time already and we've <laughs> still got another headline and, and lots of questions. So the next headline is, are Arsenal assets emerging? I've read that completely wrong, but you get what I mean. Um, so Arsenal won, won a game again. So now they're being talked about a lot. I think it's mainly the price. Um, I mean, Josh, if we, if, we, if we start with you, are any Arsenal players tempting you? Or is it just the price or yeah. Spurs just that bad? Um, the only one I own at the moment is Ben White and he's just mm. a dream to sit there at 4.4 million and uh, play when they've got a great fixture, cover the, you know, uh, cover when players don't turn up or injured or suspended. Yeah. Um, I think Ramsdale is holding his hand up now as potentially the, the goalkeeper option to go for. I still feel a little bit nervous about Leno just purely because He's one of the best backup keepers there is in the league. Um, and, you know, it's a bit of a De Gea-Henderson um, situation where you're like, could you honestly sit here and go, Ramsdale's going to play every game for the rest of the season? No. You know, um, so I feel a little bit nervous there. Um, I think Tierney's a good option. It's just a question of whether you want to pay 0.5 more for him over Ben White. Um I think uh, Tommy Asu is a good option. He's he's only 0.1 more than White. Um, and then midfield, I mean, you've got you know Smith Rowe, you've got Saka. Um, I think that's Pepe. probably really actually Pepe. Yeah, <laughs> he's. I looked into some stats earlier, and he was just nowhere to be seen. Really, he also um, doesn't seem to be nailed. It does seem like Saka is the one who's nailed now. Yeah, I had a look into so I had a look into Saka and Smith Rowe earlier. Um, Saka's obviously like a million more. It absolutely smashed him on stats. So goal attempts, Saka nine, Smith Rowe four, shots in the box, Saka eight, Smith Rowe four, chances created, Saka seven, Smith Rowe four, big chances created, Saka two, Smith Rowe zero, mm. penalty area touches, Saka 19, Smith Rowe seven, and uh, baseline bonus, Saka 44, Smith Rowe 18. Smith Rowe has played a few less minutes. This was mm. actually not every game this season. I took it from game week four to six, purely because Arsenal didn't turn up for game week one to three. <laughs> You've excluded um, where they were horrific. Although yeah. they did have a lot of shots against Brentford. Yeah, and well, T that was Tierney's week, wasn't it? He created six chances. Which and was that was the week where Smith Rowe looked really good, from what I remember. That was the yeah. first of the season, wasn't it? But I thought I'd take it, just take account of their three wins the last week, last three weeks, and um, you get what you pay for. And it's nice in FPL when that is a true reflection in the stats. And you pay a million more, you get Saka, who I think is a bit more nailed. The other one, only other one is Odegaard, but I think, yeah. I don't know, right it's now. I looked at his stats last week and they were pretty bad. I think the, mm. the two you mentioned, the midfielders, seem to be the one that Great get my interest. I mean, Dave, are there any, are you going to actually bring any in, Dave? Arsenal players. I'll put you on the spot. Put you on the spot. Now. I am not going to be bringing any Arsenal players in because I've got, I've, I'm two weeks behind in my plans because of injuries. You know, you wildcard and you hope you can um, roll transfers and you've got your eyes set on players, especially for this season because, you know, we all, we talked about it for ages, the, the Chelsea assets that you want to be bringing in. Um, so I don't have any time to bring them in. I, it might have been a different story had, you know, DCL not get injured and, like, and then Bamford but um, and I really like Saka I thought he looked amazing 
um fair play to him for for actually you know getting into the team and and getting nailed we all knew he was class but the stats as as josh pointed out like it seems like everything's going down the left anyway um tierney's there saka's now going to be playing there pepe doesn't really seem like an option to me odegaard had a good free kick but yeah you're not going to get him when when smith rose doing so well eye test and stats wise um and then defense, I think Tommy Asu's going up in price tonight, which I was actually not not tonight, sorry, um, but he's 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 rising, um, which was surprising because Ben White's so you know nailed in fine, um, but both of them are okay options. Uh, Ramsdale's looking good, but I don't know if I would you know what's the if Leno is gonna be jumping in and out and they're gonna have like this. Uh, you know, Chelsea goalkeeper situation potentially, then I'd rather just go for Ben White and uh, hope for the best and not really have to worry about my goalkeeper, which would be the worst ever. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's probably the same as you guys. Like, Saka's fine. Um, there's so much yeah, competition not, at that point. I'm I'm going to watch them a little bit longer. I know a lot of people have been talking about wildcard in game week eight and they can bring them in because they're, they're cheap, but... I don't know. I think it takes me a lot for me to be conv- convinced by players like Saka, who I've been tricked by in the past. And I know he's a young developing player and he looked good in a half yesterday. But there's always that doubt in the back of my mind that he will get rotated, that he's not. I know he could improve his numbers over the years, you know, a number of goals he scores because he is young. Yeah. But I, I haven't think, seen anything to see, uh, show he's a proven FPL asset. And yeah. I've only in the last two seasons. That you you got to bear in mind as well, right? They, they've beat Norwich 1-0. They beat Burnley 1-0. It was literally so prior to this week, it was like, oh, God, the Arsenal attack's not really, uh, you know, not mm. really doing much. And then, bang, they beat Spurs 3-1. And, oh, my God, you know, we've got to get yep. everyone. You know, it's like... Yep. And, and this week, they've got Brighton away, I think. Yeah, uh, their, fix, their fixtures actually aren't that good. Not, not amazing. Brighton but away is a tough... It's one I of the toughest they look, games. They look good on a ticker. Then they've got Palace. Yeah. And then they got Villa, who, who looked better. So yeah, yeah they have with their three at the back, kept Ronaldo out. Yeah, yeah, fifty yeah. yeah, <laughs> percent <laughs> right, of people hating that comment. That yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, so they're the headlines. Because we're recording during the Palace um, Brighton game, the mini leagues are still up updating. But if you'd like to join the mini league, the code is four U two seven four two. And we got we got so many good questions this week, so we'll try and get through as many as we can. We'll start with one from, from Mark. So Mark was asking, yes or no answer, should we do Ronaldo to Lukaku for captaincy reasons in the game week to come, or is Ronaldo's ownership too high to take the risk? So the funny thing is, I'm the only one here with Ronaldo, and he only wants a yes or no answer. But we'll start with you, Josh. If you had Ronaldo, would you do the switch? Can I use three words? Yeah, <laughs> not course. this week. Okay, got ya. And what about you, Dave? Uh, yes, I would probably do it. Um, yes, the answer is yes. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. But I've got both. So, but I, I, yeah. Anyway, I've said more than three words. Um, Why does he only want three words? It isn't. It's one thing that everyone's going to be talking about, right? One day. If otherwise, you, you get one, people sit. Otherwise, Sorry. people sit on the fence. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's probably why. So let's do it. Yes or no? Mine's no. Josh was no. Dave. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And then Jamie Dodds asked a question. 
my overall rank got shat on when Antonio scored. <laughs> if you didn't have him this week, would he be priority to bring in? For me, this would be selling Jesus this week and possibly selling Ronaldo Favardi to fund a defensive upgrade. So Antonio is an interesting one because um, obviously the, the fixtures are turning in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. He's obviously done well this season. Say. Would you? So you've both got Antonio, but would you, Josh, if you didn't have him, would you be panicking? Nah, not now. I think they've got one good game week left. Uh, fixture, sorry, um, this game week against Brentford at home. Antonio can score against anyone. Yeah. He's, th- he's, he's a monster and he's so unplayable at times. But I think that, honestly, after this game week, I think that non-owners can relax a little bit more personally. Yeah, I I, I agree. Although I think that the fixtures are 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 kind of useless when we're talking about Antonio um, because he's just so good. Like he had 0.005 less XG than Salah this week. Like he's a monster, and he's gonna keep being a monster. I, I don't think I'm I'm I agree. I don't think he's a priority, um, no. especially when there's so many like if you've still got Bamford or whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, Brentford again. Uh, Salah got uh, quite a bit more joy than we thought he would. Uh, that is Liverpool, obviously West Ham, a different kettle of fish. But Brentford seemed to be going for it a bit more. Um, so I don't mind that as an owner. I wouldn't be worried about it. But then they go to Everton, who haven't been looking great. Then Tottenham, who have been looking ridiculous. Um, so the fixtures aren't the worst the next three. And then after that, you know, it's Aston Villa away, Liverpool at home, Wolves. He can so. score against anyone. And the thing about yeah. West Ham that are good is that they're incredible on the break. So when they're playing against these bigger sides and they are having less possession, they're great at hitting them on the break. Yeah. And so we'll all sell Ben Rama you know, next Never. week or whatever. And he'll <laughs> smash it because they're so good on the break. But yeah. I'm not going to go into those bad fixtures with Ben Rama and Antonio unless I have no choice because there's other fires to put out. Yeah, which um, seems likely this season. I think Antonio is a hold. I think he's a hold if you own him, but I don't think he's he's a buyer. Yeah. I, think I don't think many people are looking at selling, but I, I don't have Antonio. And it worried me a little bit last week. You know, my only route to get Antonio was to either do Ronaldo to Antonio or Lukaku to Antonio. I've got Ben Rama, which I know a lot of people don't like coverage, but it does, you know, cover the, the yeah, pictures definitely. somewhat. Um, I'm happy with Ben Rama. I, you know, I hate not having Antonio. He is probably at the moment the best value or one of the best value players in the game. But I'm not going to sell Ronaldo, Ronaldo or Lukaku to bring him in. I just think that's that's ridiculous. You so might look I'm at that in a couple of weeks, though, right? Potentially. You might look at that in a couple of weeks. Oh, my mind's always open to stuff like that. But the problem with that is I'd be downgrading to Antonio mm. and then you have to spread the fun somewhere else. And I don't see where else I'd spend it's something that money. More, it's something that you'd more do on when you play your wild card, I it's, think. It's a wild card thing or a two-free yeah. transfer thing. You need to thing. distribute the funds perfectly. Which is quite hard to do in one week. And also, uh, last week, if I'd taken Lukaku out for a week last week, I'd have gone for Vardy. I wouldn't have gone for Antonio. And yeah. I'm not saying that because Vardy outscored him. I'm saying it. Be- I did say it before, actually. Because um, so you actually, love the goal, isn't it, Rich? He scored the end goal, <laughs> then scored the brace. So it's hat-trick. I know, I know. A little Vardy hat-trick. It's a good hat-trick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on. So we've got a couple more questions. So thanks for your question, Jamie. Ryan's asked, Raul Jimenez for Ronaldo, is this knee-jerking or a sensible move? I think it's the most knee-jerking thing I've ever read, potentially. Yes, That's absolutely, absolutely mental. What are you doing? <laughs> like... Step away from the computer, like, or your phone. Like, 
I was trying Jeez. to think of a way to say Ronaldo it is a massive hold this week. Like, yeah. literally, like, five minutes ago, before game week six, he was, like, the best thing since sliced bread. Everyone was, oh, my God, look at his stats. Unbelievable. He blanks against Villa, and now everyone's, like, sell him. Like, you know. I was thinking this. Like, yeah, like you said, when he was added to the game, it was, like, the hot property. Everyone was captaining him. If you didn't captain him, you were an idiot. And then, suddenly now, now people want to move to Lukaku. It's like... Oh, it's an easy sell. Who, by the not... way, right, hasn't hasn't scored for two weeks. You know, no, that's so, the thing. That's the thing. You know? I think we all own Lukaku. It's the grass yeah. is greener thing, isn't it? Where some people are sat there without all yeah, these and, Lukaku and, and banks. Thinking... You, right? We our, our attack has looked disjointed in the last two game weeks, probably. I mean, we mm. scored against Spurs three times, two from a set piece and one from a deflected and Golokante goal. We didn't score against City. <laughs> You know, Lukaku only had a couple of chances against Villa. It's hardly like, you know, um, that we, we look, we're, we're great defensively, but we're not clicking in attack at the moment. Um, and Man United, you know, clearly aren't clicking in attack, judging on the Villa game. So, yeah, I mean, I think personally for me, if you've got Ronaldo, I'd stick with him this week. See where it's, see where See where it lies, you know, next week. You could find that he absolutely hauls and, and, and Lukaku blanks again. Who knows? Yeah, Brilliant. nice. We'll move on to FPL Viking. Asked the question about Dan James. So, yeah, we don't need to answer that. But shout out to FPL Hints with his Twitter spaces. Alan, <laughs> Dave mentioned on the previous pod, but maybe we should look at City Defenders for the double up instead of Chelsea. And for Josh, as a Chelsea fan, is Asbilaqueta being overlooked? So I guess we've covered those in, in the in the headlines, really. Yeah. But if you let's let's play Great a game. Question, if you though. had to pick two, so you can have like two Chelsea defenders or two City defenders or or mix and match, which two would be your priority on a wild card, Josh? Oh, um, I hate this question, by the way. If I had to you pick think two answer, right now, I would go Cancelo and Rudiger. Okay. And Dave, have you thought about this? No, I hate the the way that you. I don't. I don't hate the question that's been asked by the patron. I I hate the the way that you set that up because I would never just pick two of them. Like I want three of them. Basically, like, who are your favourite two? Is that is that a better way of wording it? No, no. I'm, I'm gonna bring three of well, them. You in. can't have a favourite two. You have to have a favourite three. <sighs> no, it's not that. It's not that. It's just like you're at the pick and mix stand, Dave. Right? You've only got a pound. You can't. You can't have one pound fifty. I can do whatever I want. I've worked at one of those stands. They might players I stole. Um, and you can't thieve any sweets either. Right. No. Okay. So yeah. my top two is is Cancelo and 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 Alonso. That's that's clear. Um, if I was gonna double up. It would probably be Chelsea, and that's simply because what what we talked about. Like, there's there's only three, um, or there's only one striker for 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 Chelsea that you want, and there's not really much midfield. So therefore, you know, the way to get in triple Chelsea for their great fixture run is to have two defenders. Um, I know I talked about it last time having two City defenders, um, but. Yeah, you can't have them all. It's too expensive. I think I want to have Cancelo, Alonso, and Christensen. I think that's the way I'm going to go. Or Diaz. Um, they're, all, they're, they're all good options. It's a good... No, I know, but I think we should that, talk yeah. about that, the differences. I know we're trying to move swiftly along, and I'm not going to allow it. I want to talk about... <laughs> I want to talk about... If you have three of them, would you go one City and two Chelsea, or the other way around? 
That's I think that's the crux it of the. It depends the, the completely on budget because obviously I've already well, got yeah. Alonso, mm -hmm. so I'm probably going to go. I mean, with I'll probably cover it in transfers, but I'm probably going to go Alonso, Christensen, and then I might be able to squeeze Laporte in. But it it depends. So so I think um I think Chelsea. Dave, if you, it was a it's a question of if you were playing the wild card this week or next week. Yeah, and I know it's only one game week, but. Why you double up on Man City when they're going to Anfield? You'd go this week. You go. You go for me this week. You go Cancelo, Alonso, Rudiger, because then you've got two Chelsea at home to Southampton. Yeah. You've got Cancelo, who's more likely to get attacking returns than Diaz against yeah. Liverpool, and then there you are in a game week eight after the international break. You shouldn't have any transfers to make because you just played your wild card, and then if you want to change it up. You know, and f sell Alonso because he goes away with Spain and Chilwell stays back at. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and um, just throwing that little nugget in there again. And um, then um, then you might want to, yeah, double up and go Diaz, Cancelo and uh, Rudiger. There. From a from a, a, a non-fixture point of view, like let's let's get them both to a point where this question works in a vacuum of they both have good fixtures. Let's dingy the Liverpool game for Chelsea or City. So you're in game week eight, you're wild card and you've got a choice of two and one for Chelsea or two and one for, for City. Are you both going Chelsea then, Rich? Two Chelsea? Your wild card in Chelsea, game. yeah. Two Chelsea, same as you, Josh. Um, they're cheaper, aren't they? Fractionally, um, probably because at the moment I don't think that you need to have two attackers from City, and I know that's nuts because normally we literally yeah. live off of City Drooling attackers, but yeah, yeah, right I at think. the moment. Whereas I, I honestly think that. I'd be more tempted. Sorry, I, I go. I go. My the answer is I go two City, one Chelsea. So I go Diaz, Cancelo, Rudiger, because I'd more likely want to have one Chelsea defender, Mount Lukaku, uh, than two City attackers. Because if you were sat there with, you know, Grealish and Torres, you got more chances of getting burnt than one one of them being Mount. I think. Fair I think play. sometimes in this game we have to remember as well, obviously, because every team's different. Sometimes it's good just to get one of them, any of them. Like if you can only yeah, afford yeah, yeah, exactly. like a Christensen, just get Christensen. And in. the other thing like, is as well. They're is, so is, close, aren't they? Is the other thing is as well is like don't get too like trying to perfect it all the time. You know, yeah, exactly like, that. I've got to have the perfect picks all the time and I'm going to take hits to get all the perfect well, picks. Well, that's, that's exactly it, Josh. Like people your players, do end up doing these chill. hits settle with them you know and 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 you know Chelsea got five great games coming up so if you go into this week with 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 two no hits that's fine if you've got three no hits that's all that's great but then whoever you've got just settle with them don't chop in and change in and thinking about rotation unless you get injuries or suspensions just ride through with them you know if you if you get mount and you go for it and you feel like yeah I'm going to get mount sod it you know good like like, but you've got to sit with him for five game weeks. You can't pull him out after one or two because, you know, you don't feel like he had the best game or maybe he got subbed early or whatever, you know? Mm. I think that's the, the, that's the key point of the whole thing, isn't it? That we just got to just get City or Chelsea defenders in. Like, you know which ones to avoid. We, there's a whole list of them ones, you know, people seem to like. Just Just get them in. 
yeah, like, and like you say, patient. it makes more sense to get a Chelsea defender this week. Next week, it might make more sense to get the City defender, but it still makes sense to get Chelsea defenders then. So, but yeah. just to answer the actual question, I mean, if money was no object, I'd go Alonso and Cancelo hands down, but that just might not be my scenario. No, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm it's, fine with it's, it's absolutely fine. And I knew there was a uh, We needed to dive a bit deeper into that question because it, it is yeah. something that people are going to be, they're going to want three. I think. And the so, question yeah. is when the should we sell Trent conversation comes up, because that's going to come around around the corner when this when the fixtures stiffen, they already stiffen this week. And I guarantee you it will be a topic soon. And I well, guarantee I you that... the person who wins FPL will have had him all season. <laughs> it's, it's another thing, just going back to the, you know, get who you can afford. That's when people start looking to get the perfect team, like you just mentioned, Josh. So people might remove Trent to get Cancelo when they could have just, and I, I, honestly, I might not even get Laporte, but, you know, they could have gone for the cheaper asset. Like, yeah. they could yeah. get a Christensen in, instead of a an, Cancelo. It's another argument for those on Thremium, right? So I said earlier on, those on Thremium, uh, Christensen, for me, would be a great Chelsea pick because, you know, it, 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 it means that you get the cheapest one and, and that saving over Rudiger is, 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 is gold. But then equally, selling Trent and then still having um, Salah, Ronaldo, Lukaku, now could be the perfect time to do it because yeah. – You've got you can have a nice back three of you know Cancelo, Rudiger, Alonso, you know, or three of three of them, whoever you whoever you choose, whatever you fancy, and then you know you've you've made that saving on Trent before he plays City, United, and these tougher fixtures come up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, should should we actually that probably links us in quite nicely to our captains and transfers for the week? I go for it. Yeah, so I guess, as always, we'll start with the guests. So that's you, Josh. Um, yeah, so what a mess. What are you thinking? You've got, like, a lot of flags here. You've got four, haven't you? So Shaw, Rafinha, Bamford, and Rhys James are all flagged yeah. at the moment. So um, I rolled my transfer last week, as I mentioned. Thank God, because <laughs> I would be in a right pickle now, if not. Um, I think we can assume that Rafinha's probably fine um he obviously played scored again uh, i think he was he was at the end of his sort of being able to handle uh playing any longer he's not fully fit as we know but i think that um he, he'll be fine um and then yeah it just depends what happens really um with the others what i probably will do is target Shaw and james with my transfers first simply because the fixtures are there for the defenders now mm. more than they are for Bamford replacements. Knowing also that if Bamford comes is fit after the international break, he comes into good fixtures. So it's not really one that I'm that bothered about selling. Um, I also would like to get rid of Jota, but it's going to be a bit of a luxury move this week, I think, for me and my team. It may be that I have to keep him. Um and I do have Ben White on the bench, who I'm more than happy to play this week. Um, they've obviously looked really good defensively recently. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to roll him out. Um, and then that might mean that I don't have to take a hit or maybe... Um... So, yeah, so I think Shaw, Shaw and James, obviously, looking at replacing them with Chelsea defenders, I'm not going for Cancelo or Diaz this week, I don't think. Jota, I think Mount is the one that I'd be looking at there, potentially. Mm. 
Um, I don't think I'll sell Bamford. I think he'll either be fit or I'll hold until after the international break. Captains on Lukaku. But if I'm honest with you, him or Antonio, it's a coin flip at the moment. I, knew you'd say I think that. they're as good as each other. <laughs> but Brentford have been good. They have, but we've not looked great attacking-wise. And I think that we are more disjointed than West Ham are. And mm, if you, you know, if you, Antonio is as much of a talisman for West Ham as Lukaku is for us. Um, but if you said which attack looks better at the moment, hands down West Ham for me. So it's, it's a difficult one. Um, I, I don't think it's as simple as, as, and obviously, you know, the other captain that I think is great this week is, is Ronaldo, who I don't own. But um, yeah, I think Lukaku versus Antonio is a coin flip, really. Nice, nice. Well, I guess you're going to be spending most of your week, though, thinking about how to use those two free transfers. And like you said, I'm 100% waiting until Friday because yeah. you need all the Champions League info, all the press conference info, and then um, by that point, I will, you know, hopefully one or two flags will go and things will become a bit easier. Have you got any money in the bank? Uh, just point two from when I did DCL to Bamford. So it's good. So if you go for Alonso, you can only get Christensen, for example. You would only uh, be able to afford that, right? Because James, because Shaw's only five five. So yes. Yeah, I can go straight from James to um, Alonso now because James I bought a five six. Um, ah, but okay. I, okay. I don't, I, I, the only the I could see my okay, car. I'd go for Alonso on two reasons. If Alonso was rested against Juventus and Chilwell played and he didn't get called up by Spain, I'd get Alonso this week, 100%. But if he, got, if he plays Juventus, no, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. And if he gets called up by Spain and Chilwell doesn't play, he doesn't get called up by England, I'm not going there either. So it's, it's tight. And it's, it's those little minute details that, for me, decide whether I want to go for someone or not. Um, I'm quite tempted to go for Azpilicueta. But I need to find the money elsewhere. Um, you could do as as Blaquetta and Christensen nay bother. I could because that's would, that's that that ticks our box my of soul. No, I I'd know, but I'd feel like an old man with a, the dullest defence possible. Well, I, but I feel like you saying can. that you're not going to get him if he goes, it gets a call up is is quite like old me with, Manny as well. <laughs> yeah, like me with Connor know, Cody. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, like I said, in, like I said, when we were chatting about Chelsea defenders. Every single one has got a reason to buy and buy them, and I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. You know, someone can show me an algorithm somewhere that proves that Christensen is them one of the best. Picks it would take in the game something to prove you on Thiago Silva, I imagine. Yes, yeah, one hundred. <laughs> and that's just from an age perspective. I yeah. just don't. I think we'll roll him out in the games we need him, but he won't roll be... him out in his wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting week ahead. Fair play. All right, next up is you, Dave. Is me. Um yeah, so I have Shaw like everyone else, I'm gonna to have to sort that out, but I don't have James, I've got Christensen, so it means that I don't need to do a double transfer. I could just move Shaw straight to anyone I want. Because mind we moved uh Bamford to Armstrong and we saved heaps loads money. So uh, I can get anyone I want, really. Um, Shaw to Alonso seems like a no-brainer, um, especially for their long thing. We've been talking about it loads. It also means that even if I do that, 
I can still afford Cody to Cancelo and still have point two in the bank. Oh wow. Yeah. I'd be I'd be playing Cody May this week. Personally. Oh yeah, no. I, I since this picture has been taken, Armstrong. Oh, I was going to say, like he's he's he, yeah he's he's. But you could great. save it for next week, and then you could do Cody to. Yeah, that's Cancelo. the plan. Yeah, yeah. So so Cody's in for Armstrong in this picture here, and um, my bench will be Armstrong and Livermento, and then after this game week, Cody could go to Cancelo for, uh, whatever. How much that differences and i'd have i still have took point two in the bank the problem with this is that i'm gonna have to ha- hold torres and and jota for a little bit longer yeah, which is not mm. it's not the best but i mean i'm it's a bit of a luxury torres. upgrade it's a bit of a luxury upgrading cody when you've got those two to be fair though think about it this way though would you get rid of torres versus burnley um in game week eight anyway like if i'm if i can't get rid of torres this week because i've got to sort shot out then i might as well hold them for burnley and then i can get rid of torres next we also don't know if shaw's out actually because like we discussed last week i quite like him for this fixture if if he's fit in which case i could upgrade cody this week to alonso i don't even think he's a priority to leave though cody no he's not he's not but if i want to this week i play cody over torres jota well, and 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 Armstrong, I play him over all those three. Therefore, I think you'd be crazy to sell Cody. I'd play Cody, and I'd sell if Shaw was fit. I'd sell one of Torres or Jota. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it. If if, if Shaw's fit, there with Armstrong who've got fixtures that you'd you'd be surprised if they scored in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, Newcastle have looked okay in attack, so it's it, but. Uh, Obviously, Wolves at home, you'd expect that to be a clean sheet. Um, if Shaw is fit, then I could also see myself rolling um, and then do uh, Shaw and Cody out the week after. Mm. Um, for you're, you're in a good position here, I think. It's not bad. It's just, a, it's just annoying about Torres. But mm. yeah, I've got loads of options. I'm not too bothered about anything. I've got the main captain for this week. Uh, for me, it's not a different uh kettle of fish between uh, antonio and lukaku like most people have been talking about however i'm not on no, really i'm not i haven't heard anyone else i'm not on josh's it. wavelength in the <laughs> i'm 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 choosing between them i'm definitely going to be going lukaku the thing um, for me is with them um, with antonio is that if lukaku play if lukaku starts midweek in the champions league uh, which he inevitably will it doesn't make me nervous about captaining him. Whereas if Antonio starts midweek yeah. in the Europa League, it makes me nervous about captaining him because we know what his fitness He's issues got are. Wheatabex ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. So that's where I am. Not not too much um, to worry about this week for myself. Uh, I just wish I had an extra transfer and I'm really annoyed at Bamford. All right. Rich is time. On to- so, on, so it's on to me. Um, so the only injuries injuries I've got is obviously yellow flags on Shaw and Ailing. I've got no money in the bank and only one free transfer. I'm going to assume... Oh, Rafinha's flags as well. Um, so I'm 0.1 short of Shaw to Rudiger. So I may well do Shaw to Christensen, but I'm going to leave it a couple of days. I think if I had the exact money for Shaw to Rudiger, I'd have done it already, to be honest. Because just because of him being nailed and because I could have afforded it yesterday. Captaincy is going to be the interesting one, but obviously I'm going to have to wait for the Champions League games midweek because 
I've got it on Lukaku here, but I'm also very tempted by Ronaldo and Alonso as well. Like I think your team looks tempted. great for this week. You've got, you've got. I mean, if Shaw's fit, you're laughing. If Rafinha, let's let's presume Rafinha's fit, right? If Shaw's fit, you're laughing. Even if he's not, if Ailing's fit at home to Watford, I know you've got Saar there, but it's still a good fixture. Both from, you know, Ailing does offer attack, you know, um, you know, attacking threat as well as a potential clean sheet, which I know they're not looking great defensively, but I, I think this week they will see the return of at least one of those centre-backs. Um, and Watford aren't West Ham in terms of them them facing them. So I think you know, I, I, it's, it's a role for me if I, I was you. I think, well, I've got um, so 10 of the 11 are at, are at home. The only mm. away game I've got is Saar away at Leeds. Which is great so, fixture. I'd, I'd I, roll and massively roll. Especially... I'll, tell, I'll tell you why I'm tempted because I, I was thinking I could roll. But one thing that tempts me is I've obviously been building my whole strategy. has been building towards getting Chelsea players in without using my wild card. So I almost feel it's like it would be a shame for me to not have three Chelsea assets. Yeah. I've got to roll with the punches, though. Need, it's more of a want than a need. Like, I don't yeah. need it. But you only need one of Shaw or Ailing to be fit this week to have a very good team and two transfers for after the international break. Yeah, I mean, if Shaw's declared fit, I, I won't move him on. So, yeah, then it probably does become a role. But I'm just thinking negatively. And then yeah. if Ailing's out as well or we're not sure... He could be moved on because actually, someone I wouldn't mind getting is Liveramento before he goes up to 4.3. I keep looking at all the early wildcard teams like you two, and his price is slowly creeping up, and he's not he's not quite as cheap as he was. Isn't it how f- funny how all these uh, these Chelsea Chelsea Youth Academy players are becoming factors? Like Liveramento, Billy Gilmore, right. they're all of our little they're all our, our fodder players. I but have five ex Chelsea players in my team, or five Chelsea plus ex Chelsea players in my team right now. It's just like the whole of the championships full of old Chelsea players and Chelsea players out on loan. The thing is, Rich, as well, you've got to bear in mind, I mean, I know you've got your wild card, so yes, you could argue you should go a bit more aggressive because you've got your wild card, but when you get to the game updating on Saturday, SARS fixtures turn a little bit, Ben Rama's fixtures turn a little bit. Um, Ben Rama, SARS a good point, because SARS was transfers. Saar was a three-week punt that's gone very well after two weeks. Ben Rama, he's one I'm not... Be- if I'm going to not have Antonio, I'm pro- and I really like Ben Rama. I had him, you know, obviously last season, as you know. So he's probably going to be one I'm going to be a little too patient with, Ben Rama. But yeah, anyway, but captain, it's between Lukaku, Ronaldo, Alonso, and I'm going to have to see what Alonso. happens. Alonso. Love that. Mate, yeah, Very do that. Tempting. I didn't oh realise that was an if option. If he doesn't start against against uh, Juve, oh my god, that would be brilliant. It's, it's what I've got it's what I've, it's what I'm waiting for to see what happens with that Juve team because like you said, the attack's not been amazing. So I think I've possibly prefer him to Lukaku. But it takes a few little things to happen actually, this week to know he's actually, playing. Because you've got a better floor. You've got a better floor in the sense that you know, if we come up, and Southampton been quite decent defensively recently. Mm. That if 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 he doesn't start against Juve, um, and Chilwell plays, I actually agree with you. I actually think Alonso has a better option captaincy wise, and, and there's zero chance Chilwell plays back to back games, like zero. Mm-hmm. So Alonso basically walks onto the pitch with a very good chance of six points minimum, whereas yeah. the has got a score to get that. So if, I, 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 if, yeah, you're yeah. making me think. Um, 
Oh, that's good. I like that. I, have I, could, I could do that if Chilwell's uh, Chilwell. There you go. You look to... excited about it. <laughs> I am rich, you know. <laughs> From an FPL point, more often. FPL point of view, amazing. Um, if I was Alonso and I have been playing as well as I have, and then you know, up comes a really, really important game against a good team in the Champions League, and I get dropped, I would be absolutely raging. And I don't think it's probably going to happen either. I'm not a, a big. Chelsea Have you seen their recent form, Juventus? No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> they're, they're not doing very well. They're not doing season. great. And Chelsea need to win this Southampton this Southampton game. You know, City dropped points against them, yeah. didn't they? Um, so Do you think that he's going to be game. focusing on the, the Premier League more I'm, than I'm not the... saying he's going to focus on. And I guess we're going to see before the deadline anyway. So Yeah, there's no point it. in talking about it I love the idea of captaining a uh, attacking premium defender. Yeah. And so many times I think... I'm going to go Trent over Salah. I'm going to go Trent over Salah. And I never do it. Um, but actually, I think the difference is, is that Liverpool's attack is so much better than ours in terms of... It's not that, you know, we, we've got a good enough attack to win the league, but we don't smash teams 3 or 4 nil very often, um, whereas Liverpool do. And that's the difference between Salah versus Trent. Whereas with Chelsea, we're more defensively solid than Liverpool, yeah. but we're not as good as the tax. So therefore, Alonso over Lukaku makes makes great sense. If Liverpool... Uh, sorry, if Lukaku scores a hat-trick, you'll never do this ever again as long as you live. We, we, still, <laughs> we still don't know. I, I'm um, not bothered, though. I'm happy to take the risk. Like if you, if you see an opportunity, like I did with Antonio last week, you know, if, I, never if, do if it something again, I think. feels good from a gut perspective, and there's a reason behind doing it, I don't, I don't mind. It's, it's, you know, it's. It, I would rather, I would rather follow my gut and do something that I've got a real good instinct and hunch about than my captain blanks because I've followed the crowd. Agree, agree. And we, we still don't know because we had this thing with Ronaldo this week where he didn't take a penalty when people expected him. We still don't know for sure if Lukaku's on penalties or not. So they... I don't think he will be. No. Well, I there think you go. Go. He, I know I he's hope he is. I hope he is. Italy or whatever, but yep. this guy's one of the best penalty takers in the world. Like, so, he's ridiculous. I feel like they've figured him out. But anyway, that's a topic for another time. I've moved on the picture to the captaincies from Hub. Just an interesting thing that Rich has added, which I enjoy. Yeah, they're just the projections that Hub have um, for, for captains this week. So they've actually got Kane top, followed by Son. Then it's Lukaku. Then Jimenez. Then Alonso, Ooh. just ahead of Ronaldo. Let's get it trending. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. I seem to remember avoiding um, Alonso last original, season against West Brom and didn't... Um, Sorry, everyone but, goes. What, uh, you're going to be the original one that came up with the Alonso captain game week seven. So uh, <laughs> we're all very excited. What were you saying, Rich? Get it on your CV now. Are you okay? Sorry. Can you hear us, Rich? Yeah, no, I'm right. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember what I'm saying now. Um, doesn't matter. Wasn't important. <laughs> Do you think that they watched the Spurs game? Whoever put Kane top. I don't think algorithms look at. Like watch football, it's, it's not very yeah. much eye test. Who's <laughs> got this week? I can't even remember. Aston Villa at home. At home, yeah. Nah. It was only a joke. Obviously, have have an algorithm that's been doing really well if oh, you've been yeah, following course, it. But, but I think, yeah, you know, this is since Villa have gone to three at the back. 
you know, I think they've looked very solid. They've kept back-to-back clean sheets. They kept out United, Old Trafford. <laughs> I was wondering why you were adding this, by the way, Rich. I was like, you know what? He's put on something at the end. I think that's pretty good. You know, we always talk about captaincies at the end. He's chucked on half, and that's interesting. I didn't really look at, at it at all. I just put it into the slideshow. And then <laughs> I know I realized why you did it. It's because you checked it. And Alonso's sitting there fourth. <laughs> it just, it just, it just was a big, big coincidence. It's funny. I mean, he's ahead of Ronaldo, so he's tied with Jimenez. Yeah, I don't know what Jimenez is. There. Dave, you'll realise Rich has a focal player every week, and you just he he just bangs on about him <laughs> all week, and then he gets to the game week, and it was like last year. It was like there was weeks where it was Foden. It was trend. Months, it was and this is Alonso this week. Laporte's this week. <laughs> yeah, Laporte, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to be I fair, he Laporte does that, and I ask our guests questions that are only specific to my team. So we, we both got a little bit of bias going into the Game Week uh, <laughs> podcasts. Um, I just think it's interesting because there's a lot of good captains this week. There really yeah. are a lot of good captains. So it should be should be I an like interesting it. and fun week. That's a great shout. Really good shout. There you go. Yeah, I guess it could all be ruined, couldn't it, tomorrow night if Alonso plays 90 minutes and... Even if he starts, I think. <laughs> if he starts, it's, it's, it's like, no, I wouldn't even go there. Not a chance. No, the, the ideal scenario is Chilwell starts and plays horrifically. The That's ideal like, scenario is James is fit and he outscores <laughs> a lot. And Christensen, <laughs> hat-trick. Here yeah. we go. All right. Uh, but th- it was nice having you back on back on this week, Josh. Did you enjoy enjoy being, loved a, it. being a guest? Yeah, it's great. It was, um, yeah, good fun. And, uh, you know, let me know if you want me on again. Yeah, I no, will do, will do. And obviously, you this is the bit where you plug anything you want to plug. So I don't know if you want to do that, but it's at Josh Paxman on Twitter. That's it. I haven't got anything else to plug. Any, any podcasts you've been interested in recently? Hint, hint. In, oh, in. Uh, <laughs> your surgery podcast. <laughs> oh, there's some there's some amazing podcasts out there, though, isn't there? It's just um, you know, and and there's some you know the the community in Twitter is just getting stronger and stronger, and so much content out there, and people putting out stats every day. I almost feel like there's no point in bothering with the uh, stats posts that I used to do so much. Now there's just uh, <laughs> always just someone them. that's beating you to it first, isn't there? But um, yeah, no, great to great to be on, and um, and yeah, good good fun week to be on because we can chat about Chelsea. Yeah, yeah your, your favorite favorite subject. No, but thanks thanks again, Josh. And you've just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Mm-hmm.